0: This is serious Bithat. Just at the time of the morning uh, where we join our very own uh, Mufti uh, Ibrahim Smith on uh, Quickfire Q&A. And Alhamdulillah, your questions are flying through. Mufti sahab, assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. And tell me, how you are doing?
1: Wa alaikumussalam warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. So excited, you know, the time of the morning. This particular blessed day, the day of 'ah, Jumu'ah. MashaAllah, we're ready and said, inshaAllah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, accept all our efforts, your efforts, and all those people that are listening and tuning into this program across the globe. JazakAllah khairan.
0: Alhamdulillah, definitely a uh, big audience indeed, and uh, that is uh, Fazal and Karam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And uh, Mufti sahib you know, we're living in the world where you have uh, different types of uh, individuals. It is how we navigate ourselves uh, through these uh, stormy waters or these murky uh, waters or these, you know, some put their traps for people and they fall into their own traps and so forth. I mean, you look at the uh, lifestyle of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu Alaihi wa sallam, you read the seerah of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu Alaihi wa sallam, opposition from the moment he started his mission, and the moment when he started talking, Haq, when he gave the message, then the opposition came. Even own family members, uh, you know, were making. I mean, the uh, those, those pagans around uh, they called Nabi Maaz Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. They called him a madman and Allah had to reassure, reassure Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. No, Muhammad verily, you're not a uh, mad and so forth. But uh, Mufti Sahib, you know, uh, we've got questions that that came through, and uh, you know, I think you should address it for once and, uh, and for all because uh, this thing seems to rear its ugly head. Over and over again. And you know, you have uh, refuted this on many of your bayans. You have uh, refuted it on many, many platforms. But it seems as if uh, maybe a, a press statement is, uh, uh, should be made up. Uh, but uh, let me read this to you, Mufti Saab, and uh, perhaps you'll yeah. comment. It says, Assalamu alaikum, my brother Shafaz. Could you uh, please ask Mufti if it is true that Mufti was arrested for assault in 2019 regarding a proposal? he made that uh, to a certain alim's wife that is a uh, fabrication but anyway mufti sahab i'm going to give you two in one year so you can uh, you know spend some time on it assalamu alaikum uh, mufti if two brothers from the same mother and father have uh, each a boy uh, which makes the uh, the two boys uh, cousins and uh, those two cousins have a girl and the other have a boy which makes them a second cousins can the second cousin get married if i am allowed i have a second question if it is haram to work for banks and other entities that run on riba then what do all those muslims do working for such companies shukran may allah subhanahu wa taala safeguard you and keep you with us inshallah Two, those are the two questions that came in mufti sahab the first one i think you should inshallah you know yes. definitely give it the nasbota you know yes push it over <laughs> the folder go for it mufti
1: jafar you know no problem you know you know there's a special decorum that a Mufti should have when uh, he answers questions, that is called adabul Mufti. And there's a special decorum in Adab that the questioner should have when the questioner poses a question also. It is called adabul mustafti. So even the person asking a question, he should know how to pose a question, you know. So that uh, is not a question, it's a mere allegation, the person uh, trying to cause perhaps uh, some fitna, because uh, I don't know about such things. What I do know is uh, yes, I've been arrested, uh, not once uh, but, uh, before that, also during the apartheid era, so that is nothing new, and when you're on the path of hak, uh, there's always enemies, there's always people who want to discredit you, however that uh, those things doesn't not affect me, you know, so it wasn't me, it was three of us, three ulama uh, that were arrested, you know, because we did not want to back down from a shari ruling that uh, we have given and uh, we decided you no know, that jail is better for us than this. But what the people do not know is the person that laid the criminal charge, that he was also arrested at the advice of the inspector in charge for fabricating information because uh, footage surfaced that uh, all his claims were baseless and uh, nothing that he averred in his statement was actually true. So that person was also arrested. That's why nothing happened from the case. And uh, it was kicked out of court and they were reprimanded uh, in court. You know, the judge reprimanded him uh, for this. And then uh, I was told to lay cases against him. And I said, no, I, I'm not one of those people who run to secular uh, kafir courts uh, to resolve matters. So that is that. Uh, the tabloids, they went to the tabloids and the tabloids, uh, they... Uh, sort of sensationalized all of this and uh, there is a legal letter that went to the tabloids uh, that, that asked him to remove this a particular article because it's a slander. So whenever I speak about anything and address any issue, and you know that I'm not afraid, I'm not afraid of government, I'm not afraid to call a spade a spade, I'm not afraid to speak out against ulama when they commit the wrong also, then some of these uh, so-called fitna makers and fitnamongers, they try to use this article to discredit me, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has opened up the global stage Shafat wallahi, the amount of messages coming from uh, the UK uh, people from America, Canada, Australia, Taiwan, all of these people, you know, Allah has given us a global audience, people that ignore and discard this because, as you said, Rasulullah was also attacked and was accused and slandered when he started proclaiming the hut. So uh, perhaps the questioner should get his facts uh, right uh, before asking such uh, questions, you know, and do proper research. And uh, then he could have asked me personally because my number is a public number. Number one. Mm. Number two. Yes, everyone knows my number and everyone knows me that are on the two groups of more than two and a half thousand followers just on, a, on a WhatsApp and it's growing by the day, you know, people wanting uh, recordings and listenings and all of these things. So a professional jealousy that is always there. Uh, and, uh, when I go to jail one day, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best, but jail is the sunnah of the ulama'i hat. Imam Ahmad bin Rahimahullah, he was jailed. Uh, Imam Shafi, he was jailed. Nabi Yusuf, he was jailed, you know. So there's always fabrications against people of Haqq. This should not be our concern. Number two, in a first a second cousin, yes, we're not bothered about scientific uh, ideologies and scientific uh, b- b- um, um, uh, reports, et cetera, that the child will be defective. That are born from a uh, from uh, a marriage where the blood the relations are closed. All that we care about is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, "Wa ma wara' adalikum." That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has permitted nikah for you uh, beyond meaning besides those people that are prohibited for you in nikah. So you can marry your second cousins. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Islam is in it, so you can do that. Number three, uh, can a person work in a riba institution, and in a riba banks? So there's different jobs, different titles, and uh, different uh, job descriptions working in such institutions. Institutions. One is where you actually record those river transactions. That is completely haram. The other job is that uh, you are perhaps uh, working as uh, a person who provides uh, service in the form of uh, looking after the kitchen or a cleaner or that, you know, so then uh, that is permissible. But if you are in a position to change your job and uh, make do Allah grant you a better job, you know, to get away from any river institution, then that would be the best advice. Here you have to choose uh, taqwa over fatwa shafat. So sometimes you have to give preference to taqwa over fatwa. No one wants to be involved and no one wants to, to witness also any riba transactions because then will take the barakah away from a person's livelihood. And if you are dealing directly with interest uh, transactions, then uh, your income also becomes questionable. Uh, so until you have other income, that uh, you can remain there. Make the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant you a better job, G. Yeah, Alhamdulillah,
0: Mufti Saab. Uh, looking at this question says, Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. Do you have any advice for us Muslims regarding the 20th of March nationwide shutdown? Hey, I'm um, Julius. Uh, we will make sure there is no trucks to reach Bay. Mufti? <laughs>
1: yes, uh, Shafat. Uh, those, uh, you know, I don't even uh, concern myself uh, regarding the statement Uh, made by the EFF, which I call exclusively for fools, EFF, you know, because a bunch of fools trying to make a noise. Uh, the country's already downtrodden. Now you want to add to that. If uh, you are all political people, you're all eating from the same uh, 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 gravy train, from the same cake, and now you want to make a noise. We want to get rid of the president, then do it. So uh, as you did with uh, Jacob Zuma, no problem. But don't bring the entire country to a standstill and burn down everything. And then the same people that uh, are employed, they start losing their jobs like what happened during the the Durban riots. Those people are still unemployed up till today. And who's to be blamed for that? The people that destroyed the infrastructure. You have a problem with government. You don't have a problem with the businesses and people who are supporting you. So why should you turn your attention to them and stoning people's cars and all of these things, you know, uh, behaving like barbarians? There's no time for that. And someone should tell Julius this. And I will tell him that personally in his face. You know, I'm not scared of him or any uh, 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 other man for that or better. We only fear Allah subhanahu that if you want to march, march and carry on marching, but your salary is safe and secure. Worry about those people who still have to put the bread on their table after marching and staying absent from work etc. and being fired. That should be your major concern. You all are in government you can't fix the problem of electricity now you want to bring the public uh, b- onto the ground level as well and then that is how chaos you know, our and my advice is Allah, uh, Rabbi Musa, alayhi salam, told these people, ista'inu billahi wazbiru, seek help from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through salah, that, uh, through fulfilling your duties, ala and have patience and perseverance uh, with uh, the ta'ah in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because it's very, very difficult to uh, uh, concentrate on your ibadah when your mind is disturbed. That's why a person should have sabr during these times of Ji.
0: Uh, well said, Mufti Saab. alaikum. I have often read on social media uh, website about HARP or HARP uh, project, a high-frequency active auroral research program, and uh, that humans are now able to create earthquakes, tsunamis uh, through uh, this technology. My question is: uh, yeah, Is uh, believing in uh, the project regarded as, uh, associ- uh, as, as uh, associating with Allah shirk, uh, Mufti Saab? No, Shafat, it
1: is not shirk, you know, that uh, all knowledge comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that people exploit this knowledge and they use it either for benefit or for harm. So harm has been around for decades already. They're always experimenting. Whatever technology you have available today has already been in existence for 10, 20 years. They're only giving you a bit by bit as uh, time goes on, you know. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given the recipe of how uh, rain is being made. Also in the Quran, one day I'll make a bayan about that also. So that also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us about the weight of uh, of a single cloud in the Quran also. So all of these things I teach my students in the specialization classes, you know, that all these scientific things are being taught. So that is nothing new. What they are doing actually is they've read the Quran, studied the Quran, and they took from there that how uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses the forces of nature and wind, etc., uh, to create uh, storms. And uh, so it is used as uh, something beneficial in places where there is absolutely no rain. And then it is also used for destruction, like our people are uh, alluding that uh, what happened in Turkey uh, happened through this technology called harp. So that is not associating uh, partners
0: with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ji. You know, Mufti Sabi, if Sulaiman in the Noble Quran, he controlled the wind. You know that? Yes. Sir. Power, power, man. That, that Nabi, you know, salam, he had really had power, Mufti Sabi. Uh, yes, so Allah gave uh, uh, him
1: uh, power. That's how the, Allah gave him the power to control the wind. So that's why Allah permitting them also to do certain things. Absolutely. So Absolutely.
0: you're 100% Absolutely. spot on. You too. Hey, you're batting, Mufti. You are 150 not out. Okay, we move on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mufti, please shed uh, some light on the issues affecting uh, worshippers in Makkah during Ramadan. There is confusion uh, regarding a clip circulated. And I believe uh, that was uh, false news, uh, Mufti Sahab. Yes. Now, see, one is the Arabic uh, b- newsletter
1: or the Arabic uh, b- pamphlet that came out from the ministry itself. I read the entire Arabic uh, thing. It's completely different from uh, the club that went out, Shafat. So uh, that, uh, in there, you know, we have to rectify that. We cannot create confusion, uh, although that we despise the, the the tyranny of the Saudi regime. But uh, in this case, it has been proven to be a lie. But we'll have to wait to and see until Ramadan. Also, the amount of recasts so for Tarawih, etc. Then we'll know what percentage of that was incorrect. But uh, what the, uh, the the pamphlet basically said it was guidelines for the imams of the various masjid uh, in and around the Haram, in the Haram as well, and uh, guidelines for bringing children to the masjid and uh, the usage of uh, video recording and etc. All these type of things. So uh, it is completely different from what the clip said. In
0: uh, that, I read myself personally. Jean. Brilliant, brilliant. No fake news with Mufti, Brian Smith on Quick Choir Q&A. Uh-huh. Uh, Mufti, do I have to pay my zakah on a house I own uh, that is vacant? Hey, jinnats are living there, Mufti. Yes, jinnats are living in there. If you do
1: not de- derive rental, if the house is not something that is used for business purposes, meaning that you're renting it out uh, to someone and receiving a rental from there, then there's absolutely no zakat on that, which means it is just part of your property. Sometimes you have a holiday house where you only go to once or twice a year, and the rest of the year it remains vacant, so there's no zakat on that. If you're using the house for trading and commerce purposes, meaning you're renting it out to someone and receiving a rental monthly for that, and then you have to pay uh, zakat on the rental money that you've received from uh, that house after one
0: complete lunar year, Mufti Sahab, my uh, eyes are flying all over that question, this question, this question. Uh, this question says, as Mufti. I'm uh, uh, relocating to a new country during Ramadan. Do I have to fast for the first uh, few days in my new location, or am I musafir for the first 10 days? Also, if I don't have uh, to fast, should I pay uh, back those fast after Ramadan? Hey, it's a good man, There's a good woman. Yes, uh, so if
1: you re- relocate to a country... That period that you take to relocate, which means a few hours flight from here till there, so uh, you will become a musafir. And then you'll also be a musafir depending on which uh, madhab you follow. Whether it's a Hanafi madhab, you'll be up to 15 days with you. a a uh, shafi uh, person, you know, you'll be up to three days. So you can fast as long as you're musafir. You don't have to fast, you know, but you can fast also, as the Quran says, if you fast, it is better for you. Why? Because the rewards of Ramadan, you only receive in the month of Ramadan. You won't receive it after the month of Ramadan. So if you're looking at it from purely a uh, I, uh, I, I, an issue or perspective of yours, then fasting is better for you if you have missed all those fasts while being a musafir then you will have to pay it in after the month of Ramadan meaning you will have to make qadar of each and every day of fasting that you have missed so please calculate the amount of days that uh, you have missed you know, so that you can pay it in with
0: certainty G Okay, Mufti Saab, is it advisable to book uh, for Hajj with an agency that uh, uses a spiritual guide who promoted the closing of massages, vaccines, interfaith, and liberalism, Mufti? There can be no spiritually
1: good. In, a, in fact, it's better to give your money away uh, to poor people than to book Hajj. What a person, a known person that is a, a promoter of the closing of massages and then also a promoter of the killer shot vaccine and then also supporting liberalism, and supporting interfaith and standing under crosses and you know, all of these things, you know. How can you go to the house of Allah, the, the, the greatest masjid on earth uh, with a person like that and expect to be, uh, you know, that to be enlightened, inspect, inspect uh, uh, or, uh, that uh, you anticipate that you'll be receiving any spiritual guidance that doesn't make sense, Shavad. That's like being guided by a blind person that will lead you further straight and in darkness. You know, that anyone going for Hajj first, look at those so-called spiritual guides and see if they are orators and see if they are truly spiritual people. Because what they do nowadays, they take people that give good bayas, bombastic bayas, and a crowd pleasers uh, to entertain the people. I came from Hajj six, seven months ago, so I saw what they're doing. And that is how they lure the people into these ludicrous, uh, exorbitant Hajj package that they're selling to the people. So you're actually paying for entertainment instead of getting spiritual uh, guidance. Shafat, people should be careful, G. People,
0: pass up, pass up. Yeah, good warning there, Mufti Saab. If the doctor advised me not to fast whilst uh, I feel that I am uh, fit to fast, what should I do, uh, doctor? Now, Mufti. Uh, hey, Mufti. <laughs> that, I mean, I said doctor. Mufti, doctor. G- yes, <laughs> the Ibrahim Smith. Exactly. Yes, if
1: you if you feel fit today to fast, then you can fast. You know your body your body uh, better. You know sometimes uh, the doctor just makes uh, an assessment, or sometimes it's a superficial uh, assessment. You know under false pretense that he's looking at symptoms but he doesn't know how you feel that particular day. I always caution people who are diabetics, uh, people who suffer from diabetes, they should be uh, extra cautious fasting during the month of Ramadan, watching that uh, glucose that it doesn't dip below the necessary level uh, to keep you conscious so they should be careful. Any other person, pregnant person, etc. Uh, you will have to use your own uh, intuition. You will know, if, you will have to feel that day how you feel and whatever you've missed due to sickness, you can always pay after the month of Ramadan by making
0: Qadar of the Dayjee. Nufsi Sahaba, did the Prophet, uh, peace be upon him, uh, fast the entire Shaban? There's one narration indicating
1: that, you know, but the commentators of Hadith said that he fasted most of Ramadan. That is what they uh, uh, mentioned. Why? Because the only month that Rasulullah fasted completely was the month that we're going to fast, inshallah, if we are alive. And that is the month of Ramadan. People, we should make dua. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, you know, wa Ramadan. Ya Allah, keep us alive just to witness at least one more Ramadan to receive of those blessings. So no, it is not recommended for a person to fast the entire month of Shaaban. You need to conserve your strength and your energy for the actual month, which is the month of Ramadan. Continuous fasting also weakens the body as good as it is for you, Shafat, that uh, it can weaken your body also. That's why we discourage from fasting every day, except in the month of Ramadan, where we're going through a complete healing, uh, both spiritually and physical uh, healing process that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala
0: has ordained. Yeah, you uh, fasted most of Shaban. And the entire Ramadan, uh, Mr. Yeah. most okay. of Sha'ban. That is what the commentators say. The Hadith says he fasted Sha'ban, but the commentators
1: say when they take all the Hadith collectively and they put it together, they deduce from there it was most of Sha'ban. Most of Sha'ban doesn't uh, re- actually mean the entire Sha'ban, you know. So it could be fasting a day, missing a day, or fasting a few days, missing a few days uh, in that order. You know, there's various other Hadith that uh, supports uh, this uh, fact that uh, it was
0: most of Sha'ban. Yeah. In other words, intermittent uh, fasting is good for yes. you. Uh Is it permissible for males to watch Islamic educational videos of non-mahram females? Hey, I will tell you. No, no, Mufti. <laughs> there you've answered it, and you're the great Mufti, and I just made you the great Mufti <laughs> on,
1: uh, <laughs> on, uh, <laughs> on uh, radio, on radio show. You know, <laughs> just be careful. Tomorrow they'll publish one article against you also oh, because no, no. of of okay, the disclaimer. jealousy. Disclaimer. So disclaimer. no. Does claim, yes. So no, it is not permissible to watch, and especially these so-called motivational uh, speakers uh, coming from the West, you know, these uh, so-called liberalist and feminist uh, speakers making YouTube and TikTok videos uh, under the false guise of uh, promoting Islam. Why would you look at it in the first place? There's nothing wrong uh, if you want to listen to the audio side of that, if it is not a deviant that you are listening to, you know, a proper Muslimah, a proper Muslimah in that case also won't make uh, stupid videos and uh, post it on uh, YouTube, etc. Because she'll be more concerned about uh, non-Mahra males looking at her and committing zina with the eye. So my advice is avoid this completely, you know. There are genuine males that you can listen to, uh, that you can derive benefit from also. So uh, we don't have to use haram means in order to uh, to get uh,
0: to something that is halal and that is benefiting from the DNG. Ufti Sahaba, why is the UAE the leading promoter of the one world religion? Shabbat, I was shocked, you know, that I read in the Times of Israel that almost every
1: week in the UAE they have some sort of interfaith program promoting all three religions. Uh, they had the opening of the church in the synagogue and the mosque at the same time. They had a clip also showing the three children from these three denominations playing together, uh, promoting unity, you know. So I think that is also one of the bases of Dajjal. This is where a lot of fitna will be happening. Uh, earthquakes will be happening that side. And I'm not predicting. I'm just telling you that this is the sunnah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you mess around and play with his deen and uh, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala afflicts you with such a punishment that you will wish that you were never born. So be careful, you know, that uh, what the UAE is promoting is not a version uh, uh, of Islam. There's no versions of Islam. There's only true Islam, and then there is the Islam that people want to adulterate and may Allah protect and keep Islam pure and pristine. And uh, what they normally use is these collars for dollars, you know, these so-called puppets on a string, and uh, these people are the uh that are promoting this type of, one world religion. So be careful uh, when you listen to these things like the Bin Bayya Institute and all of these people. They are based in the West Shafat. These are the actual promoters of liberalism and they are the promoters of interface They want
0: to uh, dilute Islam and give you a, a diluted version of Islam. Be careful, Jim. Uh, Mufti Saab, can a Hanafi omit a Sunnah Salah after, uh, after or before or further Salah to read uh, and make up a Salah or Qadr Salah, Mufti Saab?
1: Qadha Salah, you will have to make, you will have to find a specific time, your Hanavi to read your Qadha Salah, because the Sunnah Salah, Sunnah, it is called Sunnah Mu'akkada, meaning emphasized Sunnah. So in the Hanafi Madhab, if you leave out Sunnah Mu'akkada, like Salah to Witter, for example, then you are committing a sin, so it's not permissible for you to leave out these uh, Sunnah, you know. That what you can do, that I sometimes I advise the people, is that after reading dua, for example, read another dua Read that one, and then you perform your natal Salah. So in that way, you're paying off the debts of those Salah that you have missed in the past, inshallah And make istighfar also, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves to forgive also. And we're all weak, and we're all human, ji.
0: Uh, Mufti Sahib, this question on the screen says, as alaikum uh, Mufti. Is it uh, true that if a child born out of wedlock is not allowed to lead in Salah, Mufti?
1: A child that is born out of wedlock, only when the people uh, knows about it, only when the people does like Iz uh, then he should refrain from Solah or from leading the Solah because of a narration coming in Tnmdhi. You know, when people dislike his imamate. So there's no sin upon such a child. We should remember that it is the parents that committed adultery, fornication, etc. And uh, this child was brought into existence because of their haram actions. So we should not take it out on the child. Imagine we start ostracizing all these children, shafad, that where else will they find comfort? Now this uh, child became half of the Quran also. Uh, you know, the, memorize the Quran, the child became an alim also. How you do you ostracize a person that wants to do good, you know? That person is not answerable for the crimes committed by the parents. So if the people does like his imamat, then it is best
0: for him to refrain from saying and uh, lead the Sallaji. Uh Mufti Saab, uh, can a stepdaughter inherit from her stepfather? No, it
1: is not permissible for a stepdaughter to inherit from a stepfather. Neither can a stepson inherit from a stepfather. Uh, what a stepfather can do is he can leave behind a wasiya, which we call a bequest, where one-third of his money can be left, you know, that uh, at the time of the distribution of his estate, that one-third of the money will be going to uh, that uh, stepdaughter or stepson. Or he can give them something in his lifetime, Shafat, also.
0: That is also permissible, G. Uh, Mufti Saab, is uh, Sajda Tilawa uh, heard on radio compulsory? Only when it's live,
1: then it is uh, compulsory for those people following the Hanafi Badab, you know, If it is a recording playing or a tape playing or CD playing, then uh, Sajda Tilawa is not uh, uh, compulsory upon the person. It should be live in order for a person to perform Sajda
0: Tilawa G. This was a live uh, quickfire QA with Mufti Brian Smith <laughs> on the platforms of Sirius FM. Fahmy, mysterious, Muftisah, positivity all round. Allah bless you, Allah. Keep you, your parting words before I let you go. MashaAllah,
1: Shabbat, what an excellent show again today. You know, you know that I just want to end off that we don't, don't shy away from answering any question. We ask it to the best of our ability, you know. So, uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continue to use us uh, for promoting uh, the true Islam as it is. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept all our efforts in this is the blessed month. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive all those who commit the wrongs against us and against the Muslim ummah and guide the ummah.
0: Jazakum Allah khairan. mufti sahab. And I just uh, point to make, uh, if you're writing those uh, personal questions that you want to know, mufti has got his number. Uh, mufti, perhaps give your number out and they can uh, get to you directly. And perhaps you as a, a person that uh, writes in the question, why don't you put your name there? Proudly and loudly say, you know, I'm so (laughs) and so, I'm from this organization, my name is uh, this and that. Why do you, uh, you know, hide behind uh, your questions? Why don't you, you know us who we are. We are open, we give you our names and we are there in in public and we are, you know, we take it head on. But why do you hide like a keyboard warrior and (laughs) a sneaker? Like Mr. I don't know who Mufti Sabah, Yeah, perhaps if you want to give out your details, even your email address, Mufti. Yes, Mr. I
1: didn't see. You know, the keyboard warriors. I don't entertain faceless messages. I don't entertain. When I speak out, I mention my name. When I speak out against governments across the globe, I mention my name because they know who I am. So uh, my email is very simple. It's Mufti at mweb.co.za. M u f t i. Mufti at mweb.co.za. And uh, then by uh, by uh, cell number the public line that is plus two seven zero eight two three six five nine six double four and everyone knows this in the globe because they're sending me messages from throughout the globe Shabbat. so there and then there's a, a WhatsApp group also you can't ask questions in there. That's where I post all my lectures in the Daily Fatwa. In there, but uh, those uh, numbers that are listed there in the admin, all all three numbers belongs to me. So there's other two numbers as well. So there's three cell phone numbers that belongs to me, and this email. You can contact me. You're welcome to put your name. You know that uh, if you want to send slander messages or any other messages, that will be completely
0: uh, ignored. Zaqam la khairan yeah, See, there's a question under the radar here. Yes. Assalamu alaikum. I saw a clip by Sheikh Asim. Uh, Al Hakim, uh, that if you make wudu and wear socks, you don't need to wash your feet when you make wudu again. Is this true, Mufti? That is not according to uh, our
1: Madaib, according to the Hanafi and the Shafi. He's speaking about normal socks, uh, Shafat. So that uh, masah that you make on a normal sock is not uh, permissible, meaning your salah will be invalid because uh, a sock, uh, according to uh, our Opinion, the Wal Jama'a, uh, meaning the Madahib, that it has to be a waterproof and you need to walk at least seven or eight kilometers on that. You can't do that on a normal cotton sock, you know. So in the first instance, the Masah made on such a sock, uh, that is invalid. And then Salah read with such a sock. Uh, that means that Salah would be repeated also again. Uh, we should not just listen to anything that is being circulated on YouTube or on social media. Please refer, refer back to your
0: local alim and they will inform you. Jazakum la Jazakallah, Mufti. You have a beautiful day, ahead. Talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and To all of you that sent in messages, a big jazakallah khairah to you, 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 and you. Jazakallah khaira you use of a smart, but brilliant uh, engineering, and keep it locked on to Sirius FM for beautiful programming. A lovely nasheed interspersed, and uh, the spiritual hour will come through with Mufti A.K. Hussain. will be giving uh, the uh, uh, translation of the Jumma Qutbah live uh, from the Holy Land. Uh, from-